Hello, sweet friends. Welcome once again to another episode of Happy Sad Talk Thing. This is the first uh, podcast intro I'm recording from my new room in Jefferson Park. I just moved with some sweet friends. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, it's uh, turning the page, you know, long overdue. Um, I'm wedged right between like Echo Park and Silver Lake pretty much. And I took a nice walk today and I was walking down Sunset and I was like, wow, I'm a yuppie piece of shit. I felt very uh, hip in the worst ways, you know. And also very unhip at the same time, which is just goes to show just how negative my brain is, you know. It's a nice area. There's like cool people here. It's a cool things. It's a it's a cool part of LA, you know. But then exact my brain's like, yeah, yo, you gotta live in the cool part of LA. Like, ooh, look at you. Ooh, fancy fucking wanna be poser piece of shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Relax. Relax, old Mac. That's what I've been saying to myself. <laughs> um Yeah, just got back from the psychiatrist's office. Super weird, only see him once every three months. And he just like typing on his iPad and he's like, so you sad anymore? And I'm like, well, sometimes he's like, all right, well, I'll see you in October. Okay. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's cool though. I am a fan of uh, the mental health doctor people. Um, although I have a weird relationship with my psychiatrist. Me and my therapist, we're cool. We're super cool. Me and my psychiatrist, I, uh, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly just projecting my shit, but this guy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my problem with him is, but I really just don't like him. And I feel like we are always get off on a bad foot and then I don't see him for three months. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy, guys. Um, yeah, I've been taking these long walks in the morning the last couple of days. Um, it's been nice, you know, throwing a podcast and uh, walking around through the hills and such. Guys, I had four cookies today. That's way too many cookies for anyone. What a terrible way. And like at 2 o'clock too. Absolutely ridiculous. And so it's hard at this point. I realize that's my, that's my classic go-to self-destructive move is, uh, you know, eating a bunch of food and then being like, well, there's no point trying anymore in the rest of the day. Time for a big old nap. And then... Uh, but then I went to the doctor, and then I was like, all right, so I bought a veggie juice thing on the way home, and, you know, life goes on. Um, yeah, so, what do we do? Gratitude is good. Guilt and shame are bad, you know? And then I make all these expectations for myself, and then the high expectations end up crippling me. So... Gonna try to lower my expectations for myself, man. Moving is so satisfying, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I think it's satisfying because like I have these very clearly outlined goals. Like, got to get all these boxes in the car, and then like got to get all the boxes out of the car in the new place. And there's something so great about that. Um, and I think part of the post grad blues is uh, you're. Your goals aren't as clearly defined, you know, and the path isn't as clearly defined for a lot of people, I think, in the uh, in the art-making lane of things, you know. 
Um, but maybe in other lands as well, you know? So trying to define things a little more for myself uh, so I can, you know, cross shit off. Cross shit off the list, you know? Moving forward, day by day, becoming a boring adult. Um, yeah, man, where's that thirst for adventure? Maybe I'll go camping or something. Something I probably say every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Just where do I want to go in this little life, you know, so I can start making conscious steps in that direction. Um, the Nova Darlings are putting out a record this week. Comes out on Friday. Comes out, oh, shit, that's tomorrow. <laughs> the Nova Darlings, are our debut uh, LP, Ephemera, etc., Comes out tomorrow, guys. And then Saturday, we're playing a show with uh, the Honey Sticks and Cherry Domingo. So um, come check that out. It's at Weber Rations. Um, you can get the ticket information through our Instagram at the Nova Darlings. Uh, in the bio there uh, is probably the easiest way to get to it. Or if you just Google Nova Darlings, Honey Sticks, Weber Rations is the name of the venue. Uh, W-E-B-E-R Rations. Um yeah, so come check us out. Ten bucks, you get three awesome uh, bands, and uh, yeah, come pick up a CD if you want one of those. If you still have one in your car, a CD player that is. Um, come get a shirt. Come get a sticker. Come hang out with us, uh, and come check out the uh, Honey Sticks and Cherry Domingo. It's gonna be great. Uh, speaking of things that are great, what a great episode we have today. Whew, transition. I did it. Um, Bella Porter, a wonderful human being um, who is very, very intriguing in the way her brain works and uh, ultimately a super cool artist who I respect a lot and I'm stoked that I got to talk and hang with um, on this podcast. Um, She is an incredible songwriter um, and performer and she's someone who I uh, enjoy being around and uh, learn a lot from. So without further ado... Let's get to the freaking podcast show time. Here we go, everyone. Happy Sad Talk thing forever. No regrets. 2012. Hooray. Happy Sad Talk thing. Happy Sad Talk thing. Happy Sad Talk thing. Happy Sad Talk thing. Hello, check. Affigy Quartet. Quartet? Huh? Apogee Duet or Quartet? No, this is an Apollo Twin. Huh. But it's an A thing. I thought it was and a, a number thing. <laughs> is this is this on? Is this thing on? I think we're doing it, man. Okay. How hey. do you know if it's like sounding good? Um well, I, sometimes I do headphones, but I was too lazy to set them up today. I feel you. You want me to set up? I can set up. No, headphones. I don't even see. I don't. I don't think I can record other people because I don't really right. know how monitors work, and I can only do one input really. Even though I have a Apogee Duet. <laughs> Heck yeah! And I can do two inputs, but <laughs> I, I'm limiting myself. Well, this is. I mean, I, I, I like to keep the podcasting pretty low key. Um, this water looks like pee. There is a yellow paint thing on the bottom of that water. Wow. Man, no headphones and pee water. I'm really not 
being a very good host. Do you want a different glass? No, I kind of love it. <laughs> I, I promise the water is straight from I mean, the Brita. It tastes, it tastes like Brita water, so I trust you. Um, <laughs> but it, it's reminding me of yellow Gatorade packets. Like, not the actual bottled right. Gatorade, but the packets. Where the sediment kind of sits at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you, man? How's your day been? My day's been good. I'm like a little anxious for this. I do. I have a bad habit of biting my lip, like not yeah. in a cute way, like like, like eating hey. my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Um. So I'll try to watch out for that. I'll yeah. S- if you see me biting my lip, just say, "What's our code word?" Uh. Hmm. Gator. 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 Good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I reached out a while ago to do it and you were like, no. Oh my God. You, yeah, you reached out like a couple times and each time I had like a panic attack, I was like, oh my God. Well, I, I, could, I, guess, I, guess, I guess it would be, I guess it would be a good thing. Um. <laughs> well, the last thing I want to do is induce a panic attack. I think this is, this is good because we're just, I mean, I hold microphones a lot and yeah. We're not we're not in like a formal setting. We're just hanging out. And down. I don't have to make eye contact too much. Nope, you don't. And mm. uh, worst goes to worst, we can just burn these microphones is that and hang. Just this is I I tried to make iced coffee, but how did that go? I didn't like the ice cubes melted really quick, and it didn't get cold enough. Mm. And then I put it in the freezer to try to get it cold quicker, and then I didn't do that early enough, and so. I it's think I really want to get into freezing different liquids as ice cubes so that yeah. when, you, when you try to make an iced thing, like iced tea you or have iced, iced coffee, versions of that. so it doesn't water it down. Gene, I saw that on like a life hack yeah. meme. My whole life is a life hack. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like I get too, I get too much credit for, for the shit I find on life hack little 30 second videos. Mm. Like I had these pants that didn't work and... The zipper just wouldn't stay up, so I I put I took like a key ring, and put it on the zipper, and then Ooh. you attach the key ring to the button, yeah, and so it stays up. Whoa, that's a genius Boom. one. Yeah, I had one the other day where like the strap of my hat broke off, so it was like a strap back hat, mm. and then but like the the button a strap the, back hat <laughs> strap back. I don't know. That's what the that's what the streetwear kids call it. Yeah. A dad hat, if you will, um, and the the strap broke, and uh, I got one of these like bulldog clip things. I saw somebody do it at a show. What uh, is that? You know these? Here, oh, one. that's what those are called. I don't know what they're called. What would you call this? Uh, a clip. 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 I heard an English teacher call it a bulldog clip one time. Anyway, like you just clip it to the hat, and it's also kind of aesthetically cool. Hmm. So I saw a guy doing it. And I was like, damn. Always great when like lo-fi DIY fixes also kind of cool looking, yeah, <laughs> you know? Hip. So that's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm trying to think of other life hacks that I've enjoyed. I see ones on the internet where it's like put pancake batter in a ketchup bottle. And I'm like, oh, I'm true. never going to do and that. And you can make like faces with the yeah, real pancake cute pancakes. batter. <laughs> I love that shit. I love like those like terrible but so amazing videos on facebook right that like now overwhelm your newsfeed. like there's no longer or maybe there never was 
content that was actually worthwhile, but right. now there really isn't. True. Very true. Yeah. Do I talk really close to it or do I talk? I talk, I'm always a... Whatever, whatever you want to do. Okay. I like getting real close in it. Um, put it on my face, you know. <laughs> Make mouth noises, a- ASMR. How do you usually spend your days? I'm curious. Oh. Like Bella uh, Porter wakes up. Yeah, so what I happens? wake up. Well, some days are better than others, so Damn. some days yeah. <laughs> some days I ponder whether Relatable. waking up is worth it. <laughs> and yeah. then Getting out of bed is very difficult. It's very difficult. And then when I do get out of bed, I applaud myself. Mm. And Hell yeah. Um, I watched this. Okay, I'm, I, I diverge or I divert. Um, what did you watch? No, I just watched, I watch YouTube videos a lot. Yeah. Um, what are you watching these days? I just watched uh, a video with Mitski in it. And it was like this old interview. And what I like about like Mitski interviews is like the questions never are important. But there's, <laughs> like they're just so mundane because they don't like pry Classic into interviews. her personal life. Right. And she was just talking about how sometimes you got to make lists for your day. And like write really easy things like showering. Right. So that you feel the sensation of like crossing it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I was talking I've to my therapist tr- about that literally two days ago. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've been told that by a therapist <laughs> once, but like I'm not a list maker. So I was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> um, and I think my ex told me to do that once too. Um, Are you the type of person where somebody tells you to do something like that? And like, if I had a significant other that told me to do that, I would be filled with rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was so, like immediately out of spite, be like, fuck, no, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Even though I'm like, probably that would be good. But so spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time anyone giving me advice for anything. That's yeah. It's like they mean well, but like, yeah. keep it to yourself. Yeah. Even if I ask <laughs> for advice. <laughs> Like, don't even give me sincere advice. Just yeah. make some jokes yeah. and make me laugh. Because yeah. that's all that will really work in the end. <laughs> just, like, some humor. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, my days. So, yeah, I was just telling you about my friend, Michaela, who wrote a script recently. And she's still working on it. But right now I'm working on writing the soundtrack to that film. That's super sick. Yeah. Are you writing songs or are you writing score? Writing kind of both yeah yeah i'm like super inspired by the palo alto soundtrack which i feel like is a very cliche millennial thing to say i've never heard of this but Devonte hines from blood orange did it um mm. and he's just got this really like throwback 80s synth um drum machine kind of sound that she's looking for and so i'm it's like so out of my element that I've just been like trying to push myself in that. Yeah. Direction. That's yeah. fucking sick, man. Yeah. Um, and then what else do I do with my days? I like hunt down stone fruits. I love peaches. <laughs> and what like, is a stone well, fruit? Is that a something with a stone in the middle? So a oh. peach or a grape or okay. not a grape. Sorry, not a grape. I that always say a, that. Something has a pit. Something that has a pit. Yeah. I don't know if avocado works, but right. it's a fruit. Like it's yeah. got a seed. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling gonna, me. I'll get really heated over that. <laughs> I like the avocado debates. Yeah. Um, I love 
because I have there's not many things I truly like can get angry over but I love the feeling of kind of being really passionate just for the moment especially with kids like getting in an argument with Madeline Meyer's little brother about whether Yoshi is a dinosaur or <laughs> um, or what what was the other option um, an iguana what like that there was just he was just so was like, he trying to say it was an fervent, iguana fervent fervor, fervor, I think so. I think fervent fervent yeah that's in like a wicked song fervid as a flame does it have a name are you a musical theater person did you do musical theater of course heck yeah um how are those times i like always somehow bring this up when i'm being interviewed or like talking about my musical uh past yeah like i started out my first like musical venture was musical theater and i just did it to follow my best friend at the time Juliet and she would mm. always get the made of characters and I swear it was nepotism and I would uh, I, wait did I say she, I would get the made of characters you would get the made of characters okay, okay. yeah I mean, so, it's a weird form yeah. of nepotism <laughs> she's getting she would always get parts. the the main characters right and I'd always get the made up characters and I just felt like I was more authentic yeah. Like I would sing Green Day songs if I was auditioning for like Legally Blonde. Nice. Or Build Me Up Buttercup. Is this pre Green Day musical? This is pre Green Day musical. So Hell I think yeah. I kind of planted You're out the, of the seed. Box. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I should I probably like get my get my dues, my Yeah. I think Billy Joe Armstrong owes you yeah. so much money. Yeah, I think so. Hundred percent. You heard wow. it here first, folks. <laughs> I'll email him. I'll text him after this. Okay, cool. I got you. Yeah. You're tight. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did musical theater and then kind of in the shadows sought out a voice coach because I thought that was the problem, that I just mm. wasn't singing good enough. But you wanted to be. You wanted to. I just wanted some recognition. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was pink lady number nine. Right. And I was Madame Morrible's daughter who just wheeled her around in a wheelchair from Wicked. And I would go to all the rehearsals. I would invest all that time. Yeah. My parents would pay all that money and I would say one line in, right. or maybe not even one line. Right. So I went to a vocal coach and... It was uh, Georgia Green's aunt. Oh, yeah, Diane? Dana. Dana. Fuck. Diane is Georgia's mom. Okay. Very close. Cool. I'm glad I didn't make that up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, name. no. You cool. Could. Cool. Dana. Um, and that was that journey. Yeah. Where did that fit in the other journeys of that time? Like, Do you remember your childhood much? I have really... I, I'm like really susceptible to like false memories. Like I was a really bad liar when I was younger just for people's pity. And I kind of have remnants of that habit. Like what kind of lies would you tell? Like, oh man. I would just like, like I was the kid that always really wanted a broken arm. 
like i never got it yeah totally man and so i would spin stories i'm trying to remember one i would spin stories about stuff for attention because i was like the third child and what are your two older siblings like uh my older brother is super intellectual like has always been just like the king of intellect and so smart and my sister is so like confident and independently minded since she was really little like the people they are now has been kind of there all along right um do you feel like that's the case with you or no of course I'm going to say no. Cause like <laughs> we always put other people on a pedestal. Right. Um, Are you the youngest? I'm the third out of four. Okay. So there's a fourth. You have yeah. a younger sibling? Yeah. So he was my opportunity to like take out my anger and <laughs> yeah. be, um, be a menace. Um, I just was no good to him. Um, but we're, we're cool now. Heck yeah. And I, like, everything is so subjective. Like, I'm sure I wasn't that bad, but... Yeah, so I don't think I am either of those things that I attributed to my siblings. I think because I felt like they knew who they were at an early age, I had these, like, very premature existential crises as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and, and really just kind of an emo kid and I had friends but um pretty quiet I don't know I yeah. like I, I wonder what my mom would say yeah I wonder should we get her on the phone let's call her up <laughs> let's call my mom oh heck yeah oh <laughs> heck yeah I'm very down but I, I know what you mean there's a dissonance sometimes between like the like you have your internal sort of experience emotionally yeah and you're like did that have anything to do with with, with what was going on (laughs) i'm sure yeah i'm sure like my sister who like is so ballsy and would like call anyone out is like also really insecure and right like considers herself really emo and she is but yeah please leave us a detailed message after the tone that's my mom's voicemail Anyways. Is she British? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that I feel that way now sometimes where people will say to me, Oh, you're very this one quality. Right. Like someone said Which is why I left USC after the first <laughs> year of college. Really? Because yeah. you didn't like what was getting reflected back at you? I just hated the feeling of like people being really perceptive around me <laughs> and feeling like I was I was more of a character than I was a human. Mm. Like everyone being a songwriter or a screenwriter or some sort of writer or creative type, like with an unlimited imagination kind of pinning me as one thing and then feeling like I read this in my like Enneagram thing. Do you know what that is? It's like your no Myers-Briggs thing. Oh, okay, cool. I'm like, there's different types. There's like nine types. It's kind of astrological, but in that realm. Um, yeah. And so you I, like, I like 
felt most like type nine, which is the individualist. And it's like you get so frustrated over people. Um, it's kind of vain. Like you get frustrated over people um, having these perceptions of you that you can't control or change and running from that. So I do that. Yeah. Did you feel like uh, the perceptions that people were having of you were wrong or right? Or you just didn't like that they were like... (laughs) I think that they just existed. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess what I learned is that they will always exist. (laughs) (laughs) Like perceptions aren't going to go away. Yeah. Um, So I did a little bit of like running away yeah i feel what you're saying though about like sometimes feeling like you're more of a character in other people's lives than a mm-hmm. than a person yeah you know like i i was really absent socially freshman year of college and then when i would come out it would be like one version of myself and i'm a gemini so i have many versions of myself mm. and I think the the two kind of go hand in hand that like I'm frustrated over people only seeing one side of me and I'm also like multi-sided like every human. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, they're, I don't even know. It's like so, <laughs> I'm like psychoanalyzing myself. No, I f- and it's tricky because you have your own like version of the story, you know? And uh, you're like, in some ways like you know yourself the best you know but in some ways you're like oh is this is this self mythologizing actually wrong you know have I been telling myself that I'm one way and I'm like maybe I'm not as much that way you know so like comparing your notes with other people's notes is like endlessly fascinating and frustrating you know like somebody told me I was calm the other day I was like I never (laughs) I have never been so riddled with anxiety constantly (laughs) and I got it from like two people I was like what (laughs) what is going on yeah it's so bizarre yeah, you know. But you just, I guess, like, I got in this argument with my brother a few months ago that ended up with me crying to him over the phone because I am the things he called me. But um, he was like, you just got to know that it's not personal. Like, don't take it so personal. Mm. And, of course, that's, like, a weighted comment <laughs> considering he had just called me a narcissist. But... I love my brother and I know it's just him being analytical and intellectual. Um, I don't know where that was going. (laughs) I feel you, man. Do you think you're a narcissist? I think everyone's a narcissist that pursues a creative career. Really? Unless you somehow can make it in no way about you and it's going to always be about you. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. I feel like I'm always striving to not make it about myself, but it is yeah. very about <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like the I'll way... I'll direct everyone to macandcarol.com right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out my, my EP just, <laughs> just dropped. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't think narcissism narcissism is always a bad thing i think i don't know 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like fascinated by, by the line of like, okay, to what degree is my relationship with myself like healthy introspection and just sort of like, yeah. oh yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you don't sort of investigate and know who you are and like sort of reconcile that, then you're going to be asking other people to do that and that's like maybe rude <laughs> sometimes, you know? And so I think understanding yourself can be huge and great, you yeah. know? But then it also like, where's the threshold of that and then just total vanity, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Yeah. Or you think about like ego, you know, like, like certain people like, like Gandhi had an ego, you know? I forget, I was probably at Duncan Trussell who I listened to a lot on his podcast talking about this but him hmm. being like oh like he like gandhi had an ego like you you hear a lot in like buddhism and spirituality about like destroying the ego but it's like no it's about like befriending it so that you can like pick it up when it's useful hmm. it's like get cool stuff done yeah. <laughs> and then being able to put it down and then having it not hinder you you know and that's such a fascinating barrier you know because there's so many times where i feel myself like brushing up against it like oh fuck like this is holding me back in a lot of ways but i like the idea that there are useful egos out there you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if adrian linker did what, what you know <laughs> she was like such there a is small no self ego, <laughs> but such a big human right she seems to be somebody who's not uh consumed by yeah selfish motivation when it comes to art making yeah maybe that's just me being hopeful <laughs> but then it's like going back to like the whole mythologizing of like artistry it's like yeah i don't know like i don't know what to trust anymore <laughs> i think you're a lovely person i don't think of you as i don't mean i don't guess i don't know you all i'm gonna run <laughs> run 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 don't call me lovely <laughs> <laughs> you, you're bad you're pretty bad Thank you smell you. yeah Thanks. of course I, um, I do think I smell sometimes. I mean, hey, I'm I'm this, well, I was born sweating and I've been that way. <laughs> yes. <since. laughs> I'm um, curious about is writing songs for the film different than writing like for yourself and your artist project? Um Sorry. Opa. I dropped a quarter. Um I don't know, it's my first time doing it. Yeah. And it's such like a friend project that it still feels organic. Right. Um, yeah, not much to say about it. <laughs> I think I like, <laughs> like that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did you, I want to hear about the, um, your record that you put out a year or two ago. Um, yeah. When did you make that album? Um, I started making it, um while i was at usc maybe a, like the first song i ever released that was a, an original i wrote that after high school and then recorded and then posted it like december after high school and that was called luck of the draw and I kind of made this album in homage to the journey that it takes to like kind of 
leave a comfortable place in pursuit of something that's more challenging and um, more sometimes self-effacing and um, honest. So I started recording it December of 2016. And then I took some time off of school, moved to Seattle, and continued recording in my bedroom. Um, and so it's all it's it's all just you in your room. It's all just me in my bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You record in the bed. In my bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one of those uh, long chargers so that I can always reach the outlet right. and just sit in bed. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and on some songs, I'm sure if you like isolated the vocal tracks, you could hear like so much shit in the background <laughs> because I don't have like a, like a, what are they called? Vocal booths. Yeah. Like, like it's, an ISO booth. you can hear my dogs or you can hear <laughs> the air conditioning or it the bed sheets. cool, man. Like, I think it sounds Thanks. really good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, trying to think of something funny that i've caught in the background um i recorded vocals in a bathtub with iphone headphones and that is on the record amazing um yeah nice what else (laughs) next i want to hear about like when you sit down and write a song like are you structured about it and you're like okay right no. in time or it's just like no let never. the spirit move you this yeah <laughs> <laughs> some might call it the spirit some might call it the lack of spirit <laughs> um but i just kind of loop stuff a lot and I'm not I'm not amazing at guitar or producing, so I just like I get one chord progression and I just stick with it. And then sometimes I adapt lyrics from like f- free written things in my journal, or kind of just write it all at once. Yeah. Not so exciting stuff. No, I'm fascinated by it as a person that uh, also tries to make things, you know? Yeah. Are you writing? Do you write every day? Do you write every week? Or do you just sometimes a lot, sometimes sometimes, a lot? Yeah, sometimes I do it a lot. And then for months I just don't do it, which I wish someone had told me a long time ago that that happened. Right. It wasn't until a friend of mine who I idolized so much as a songwriter told me yeah like i haven't written for three four months yeah um that i realized that it's human to right to not be productive all the time yeah and to to like detach from that idea of productivity damn is so important yeah because i think i don't know we can be so mean to ourselves yeah I've been doing a lot of that recently. Yeah. And it's hard to just kind of let yourself. Like, oh, I'm incubating right now. Yeah. And also, 
I realized this very small idea the other day. I could write anything. Like <laughs> I <laughs> like do I don't like I don't need to share it with anyone. Right. And I can say whatever I yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I yeah. <laughs> not not like I have the ability to write anything. <laughs> like I I don't contain magnitudes, <laughs> but um, just like I really, I very rarely like prolific writing. Mm-hmm. I like really raw, really personal, yeah, really honest stuff. Um, I think Florist is really good at that. Emily Sprague from Florist and Lomelda. I don't know her. Um, and because I just I just want to relate. I don't really want to prophesize someone right. I don't know anymore. Like I think a lot of childhood is spent. Is it prophesizing or prophetize? Prophesize like making someone making a prophet. A, oh, oh, interesting. I don't know. Because I think prophesizing would be like I'm making a prophecy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, not you're that. You're making this person a prophet. Yeah. This would be prophetizing. That sounds Prophetizing. Weird. <laughs> it's like profiting off of their... I don't know. Profit. Prophet. I'm sure... I like... Yeah. <laughs> I like... Um, get into bad habits where I think things are the way that they are. Like, the, I think things are factual that I don't test. And like, I don't... I don't check yeah like certain fun facts or or like words yeah that don't really exist that's pretty that's pretty natural man and i like to spread that i like to spread those (laughs) false news do you have any fun facts off the top of your head um cockroaches love to be tickled and also they produce um superfood milk that can be bottled and sold for a high price. Heck yeah. Yeah. Now when I heard it, it cures crow's feet. It cures crow's feet? I don't yeah. even know what the fuck crow's feet is, but it uh, has something to do with your feet. No, actually. It's no? Just, it's the wrinkles on your eyes. What? I was trying to yes and your cockroach shit. Um, I appreciate the yes and because... That's all right. That's, it happened. I tried. You must have been in some drama class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did a little. Yes and. Yes and. Yeah. I never yeah. yes and. It's so bad. <laughs> like I'm trying to have a productive conversation with a family member and I'm just like, but. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. Where but, did you travel to when you left school? Um, I went... To, I did like the quintessential Europe trip um, and I did that for like a month and a half or two months, something like that. Um, I just like took a bag and my guitar and I know you did this uh, too. Yeah, I but did, like, yeah, I, I, I had a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going, I was g- going to stay on farms and then. Woof? Yeah, I was going to Woof? Woof? <laughs> and then the second one didn't work out, so I ended up kind of wandering for a while. Gotcha. But I, it, so it turned into it was like half, yeah, staying in one place, half wandering. 
Um, yeah, I, but I would I, like to go and just wander. That sounds nice. Wandering is so nice. Um, cause I think you've the, like, there's like a stillness in mind while you're wandering. Mm. You get to just kind of be anonymous in people's lives and you can reinvent yourself as many times or as few times as you want. Yeah. And did you go uh, alone? Mm hmm. How was that? That was my first experience being alone for that long. Yeah. And I wasn't alone. I met people and talked to people and right. animals and, um, but yeah, so I went alone. I visited like one friend over the course of two months and it was really good. Yeah. I feel like for the first time I got to know who I was without the added um, identities that everyone around you. Kind yeah. of, it's like the opposite where yeah. you're around people all the time and you have your identity and then you have the identities from other people's perspectives. Right. So for once I just got to, I didn't, I wasn't like my mom's daughter or like yeah. my sister's younger sister. Yeah. I was just like alone. Yeah. And, um, so interesting. Like how much of our identities like is context, you know? And yeah. Context changes and you get to see what's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Cause I don't think, I don't think we really take time to reflect on like who we would be without. Yeah the things that make us who we are. Yeah. Like so many things that make me who I am are like my relationships and my friendships and right. Um, where I've lived and things you say, clothes you wear. Cl- yeah, yeah. Just like the things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to be alone, but not alone. Like yeah. be alone with strangers yeah. Um, yeah, I met some really amazing people on the way. Like, um, what was her name? This lady I stayed with in um, Lechnes, Norway. She she like took me to see the goats, and mm. um, I met this girl Malin who worked at a bakery and we went on, on a hike at midnight and in Norway it doesn't get dark in the middle of the summer oh shit it yeah just stays light so yeah it was like 11 p.m and we were about to climb up this like really tall mountain and I was just like not equipped for a hike <laughs> and never am and um it was just such a beautiful experience to like I said, like sneak into people's lives for just a moment yeah, yeah, and then yeah, sneak yeah. out. That's a really cool way of putting it. It's really addictive. Yeah. Like <laughs> I tend to do that now a lot where even on like a normal scale, I'll like show up places and then sneak out soon after without saying anything. Yeah. Um, because I like when things are unresolved. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. how I feel about music. It's like... Right. Well, there's a burden almost of sitting there and, you know, seeing something through. Yeah, time, <laughs> it is. Because, like, 
I don't know. There's so many possibilities. And I think about the alternatives and like with every decision you make, there's an alternative universe where like you made the opposite decision or like other decisions. Like I came here today. What have I told you? I didn't want to do this. Yeah. And I was like eating licorice in a tub of milk i don't know yeah like, that's definitely what would have happened that was probably what would have happened <laughs> that's what i was doing before you got here yeah it's 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 an epidemic <laughs> um what was it saying before i don't really know like coming in and out of people's lives and yeah there's always a part of you that oh yeah and like with songs when things like resolve it it is nice because it's familiar and you know where it's gonna go but when things don't resolve it leaves you kind of wondering what could happen and there's more to the imagination and i don't love choruses and i don't really (laughs) love like like big statements yeah and hey hey i don't know what that was but choruses can be so great like casey musgraves kill me it's so good <laughs> I, I have i haven't really uh i haven't done the dive with her you gotta do that really yeah oh yeah. something about it where i like i sniff it from afar and i'm like i don't think i want to do this you but, want to okay <laughs> <laughs> settled yeah <laughs> um what was i gonna ask you yeah i don't know I was going to ask you about songs. Oh, you, but we were talking before we started recording because you were just saying about relationships, how you like to, there's an addiction that comes from kind of leaving. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just coming in and out. Yeah. Um, Like I have these friends that I've hung out with maybe like three or four times. Mm. And so now we're sort of in that second stage of becoming friends where like when you first start hanging out it's all just very like <gasps> you know yeah. <laughs> and then the second stage is like hey <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and so it's uh you know having to kind of push through that time of like okay like maybe the little bit of the novel's worn off but like still stoked to see you and like maybe yeah. it's a little awkward kind of know. like do you mean like skipping the small talk and just like feeling like or just like, uh, I don't know, just making a new friend, like, it's very exciting at first when you like really, and then you start to get to know the person and then there's like, there can be like a little bit of like, oh, it's just like, uh, before it kind of becomes super comfortable, like the, the distance between like exciting and, and comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the, not that it can't be exciting to know somebody for a long time, but yeah. You know, when it's when you're kind of breaking in a new friendship, <laughs> you know, for some reason, I feel like over the last year, I haven't been breaking in anything. I've just been jumping right into something. Right. Like when I meet new people, it seems like we just already talk about things that are hard to talk about. Right. And I think that's a good way to just kind of get to know someone really fast and not, I don't know, like... Jump right to the hard stuff. Yeah. It can be saddening to invest so much energy in someone 
and then find out that they're like a bigot or yeah <laughs> just like <laughs> terrible person yeah it's like a vetting process of just yeah. walking around with your heart wide open yeah <laughs> yeah so i tend to like not make too many new friends yeah you you were saying um before we started recording that you had like these friendships that you've had kind of for your whole life mm-hmm. that you still feel are very relevant yeah um, and so that's cool that you had like you have this okay come in and out but then you have these long-term things as well yeah you know um i think it's really grounding and i I think i i wouldn't be able to come in and out and like um jeopardize like possible relationships if you did like have, that if i didn't have yeah. the like com- comfortability of knowing i have like a core group of people that aren't going to do that to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's something I have to work on. I don't think it's a good habit to have just like always leaving. Are you like, are you like mid conversation being like, I'm going to go catching the next train. No, it's mostly like moving towns, <laughs> like really making really great friends and then feeling restless and then leaving. Yeah. Like I made a whole life in Seattle and then, right question what i was supposed to be doing and dropped everything and left yeah and what brought you back from seattle um i went to vermont for a second really yeah i did not know this yeah and what happened in vermont vermont is really beautiful and it just wasn't the right time for me to be alone with my thoughts again right um so i needed distractions and i needed friends and i needed um to get back in some sort of familiar place to get back on my feet yeah and it's hard not to start the cycle over again and like want to move again to seattle and then <laughs> do the whole yeah. do the whole thing over again but I don't know. I think like touring gives you that feeling of just right. like being on the move all the time. Yeah. How were the tours that you have done recently? Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, I mean, the first one was one of the best experiences of my life. I got to be with like all my best friends in two cars for a week. And hell yeah. It was just such a blast. What were the shows like? Um, the shows were super funny. Like, LA and San Diego were by far the best. And, like, we knew people there and people came out to see it. And then we ended on, like, such a funny note in Portland playing for, like, the opening act. Yeah. We yeah, would just yeah. play for each other. But yeah. There's yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. I love performing in every capacity. I don't know if I'll always say that, but yeah. I don't know. Any opportunity is still an opportunity to like just play music and be with friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And then the second tour I went on, I went with my mom for a little while and then she flew back and I kept going. Um, and <laughs> I like listened to a lot of 
radio lab and drank so much caffeine because I have a really bad habit of falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, me too. It's so bad. It's terrible. It's like a combination of the heat and just boredom. Yeah. And yeah, I I have to be careful. It's I've been woken up like by the speed bumpy things. Yes. Too many times. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's there was one good. instance <laughs> where I was going into this like pit on the side of the road. I had passed the speed bumps and my friend was asleep in the passenger seat and someone laid on the horn and woke me up and I was like half on the grass, half on the pavement. Wow. And there was a ambulance right in front of me and it just felt like it all could have been yeah. so much worse. Yeah. Um but I'm alive Dude. to tell the story. It's really shocking when I when I try to think about all the times where like I was a fraction of a Yeah. Move away from just completely fucking up my life and everyone's life around me. It's so <laughs> terrible. Like one inch here and there, really. Yeah. Especially with driving. I need to be And you're yeah, you're alert. jeopardizing so many other people's lives when it's you're crazy. tired so like now I just I pull over and I sleep like I when I was driving nice. all the way from Seattle to LA in two days I like slept in several McDonald's parking lots and just took quick naps hell yeah yeah I had to do that drive overnight one time oh my god it was the overnight worst. or just like over day overnight it was that's like, impossible I left I left it was San Luis Obispo I was going from um, and I got out of this one show at like 11, 1130. And then I had another show in Seattle at five <laughs> the next day. It was, it was crazy. It was 16 hours. Megan, why'd you do that to yourself? I, I was a young fool. This was when you were doing <laughs> Pokemon Go video? Yeah, yes, the, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I it's remember the, that. Um, it, I called it the Mackin Has No Friends tour. <laughs> and I, uh. I was so excited to go that, yeah. I, that I underestimated the how brutal traveling would be, you know? And so I just said yes to every show I could yeah. have done, and I doubled back, and I had I the worst route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so naive. Yeah. And I would but get... I'm I was stoked that I did that, you know? Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, I did it, you know? Yeah. It would have been easy to be like, oh, that's never going to happen. And My now I know. My mom and I doubled back um from arcada back to san francisco overnight yeah and that's the stretch of the 101 that has no lights and just tall redwoods yeah and like the darkest night yeah like a crescent moon whoa and um my mom was passed out (laughs) and i just had a five-hour drive yeah in the complete darkness and i had those like Starbucks frappuccino, not frappuccinos. The like things that you get at the gas station that are really sweet. The tall, like the can ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had like five of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the one on one with my friend like that, and there we were like in just total darkness with the headlights on, and then for like a couple of seconds we would just turn the headlights oh my off. God. And it was fucking. That's insane. some indie movie shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't like you. you I'd never like. I forget, like, you didn't realize, like, how truly terrifying the darkness is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> true darkness. Like, like true bedroom darkness. darkness is one thing. <laughs> yeah. 
but like but complete forest darkness <laughs> is another thing it was wild and there's something even scarier about being on like a interstate highway yeah where like i kept picturing someone stopping like on their feet in the middle of the road and yeah. then what am i going to do back up like i have to either hit this person right like he has an axe or something something right. like to kill Comes me out. yeah yeah He's in the middle of the road. I either drive through him, stop, back up, or what? Yeah. Like, what? what's the other option? Swerve around him. But, like, what if it's a one, way, one lane? Terrible. I think about these things. Yeah. It's just kind of... Or a deer or something? Yeah. yeah. A deer, at least, you could just, like, wait till it goes away. Right. Oh, you mean like if a murderer is if a murderer's like on a mission in the middle yeah. of in the middle of like the one oh one. Yeah. I feel like that happens in movies, no? I feel you. There's there's definitely like the like me and my friend who was on the trip with me were saying like, Oh, this is like the part of the driving where all of the zombies come out like from around the corner, you know, like just yeah. like total darkness. And then you just see like one and you're like, what was that? And then you see like two and then you see like 30. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I was listening to this song on the way over here and I realized I've had like a long time, uh, appreciation for apocalyptic love songs. There's something so great about them. What? Uh, I don't even know um, any examples. It's a song by Steven Steinbrink called um, Love at the End of the World or something. Let me see. That sounds nice. But I remember Last Love at the End of the World. So good. Mm. Um, I remember a coach at a sleepaway camp when I was little sang this song by a songwriter, Josh Ritter. I think I've seen that name. Yeah. Um, that was very apocalyptic and like he, about some guy who lived in like, a what are those army constructions? They're not silos. They're like barracks. They're like bomb shelters. Okay. And he had like a, a button to like detonate the planet. And I like, that was the reason I wanted to write songs. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was the song. <laughs> yeah. When did you hear that song? When I was like 12. Yeah. Somewhere around then. What were your songs like then? Very emo yeah like my first song was called if i'd i apostrophe d and it was about 9-11 <laughs> man starting off strong yeah tragic very um what were your songs like in the beginning they were very like uh i was a big fan you ever listen to matt costa no he was like a in the in the Jack Johnson circle of, yeah. of people, you know, um, and so they were very like uh, kind of I don't know, kind of folk poppy. I don't know. They were very. I like, remember seeing a John Mayer video that you did. Is that true? John Mayer video? Did you not? 
it was so, like a, a cover video a cover on John Mayer song? on like a hill. Was it not you? I don't know. I've I've never done a John. Oh Mayer damn! Because I feel like that's so out of character for you, and that right. was why it was so funny. I'm trying but to think if there if that is a thing. I feel like it was someone from the pop program. Yeah, but I guess it wasn't you. Hmm. Like it was before I got to USC, and I was like looking people up. Right. Do I have that? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think I know any John Mayer songs. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were they were bad, um, but th- but they were they were very like very pure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, not as like punk as I'd want them to have been, <laughs> you know. Like they were they were very safe. You yeah, know? so safe. <laughs> yeah, for me, like I I idolize like Adele and right and like Boney Bear and yeah. I think one of the first songs I wrote was called the road <laughs> oh great that's so great right <laughs> that's what we're dealing with yeah <laughs> um yeah i wrote like a song called my island yeah yeah just about a picture i saw in a magazine about of like an island and off on the hawaii yeah. chain of islands i sang to girl a lot of course you yeah know? yeah girl comes in there then I got really into the white stripes and I was like doing that too much for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know, I know Justin Vernon. I know Adrian Lanker mm-hmm. um, are creative heroes of yours. Um, who were some of the other ones that came into your life and like fucked your shit up? Yeah. Um, Bonnie Raitt, Patty Griffin, big, big Patty Griffin I don't fan. Know her. Um, she's like an older songwriter, um, probably in her fifties, but I would sing her songs like this one album, Child Running Through, like just every single song on there. I would perform it. I would like sing it in my room and, um, Eva Cassidy, big, big, um, she had a big effect on my like singing right. life because for a while I, I didn't write songs. I was just singing in bands and um, concerts and stuff. Mm. And her album live at Blues Alley is like my favorite album probably of all mm. time. Whoa. Yeah. Hell yeah. And they're all covers. Like it's, it's right. like, so it's really the vocal I have, yeah, I have like, I guess albums, where it's like songwriting albums and then albums where it's like yeah. singing albums. Right, yeah. And I don't think I have like... Both. No, I, ha- I think I have... Like Lucinda Williams is like both. Bonnie Raitt's like both. Yeah. But... um, Yeah, Eva Cassidy. Who else? Paul Simon. Um, Songwriting. Yeah, I was looking at that. That's why I said it. Yeah. Um... I have a picture on my wall for the podcast friends of Paul Simon and the dog. Was that, when was That's the, from that the first solo record that he did. Hmm. Um, I think there was actually one before that was like the Paul Simon songbook or some shit, like right after Simon and Garfunkel. But it's, if you've ever seen the album, I think I have With it With the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, so he's wearing that parka thing on the cover of it and that has like Papa Hobo and like... Uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard yeah. on it. A bunch of really fucking awesome songs on there. I really love that album. Um, I remember me and Julian McClanahan 
we're like both talking about music we're like oh what have you been listening to recently and we had both like found that record independently oh, that week and had Whoa. started falling in love with it and then like found out the other one was and we were like dude have you heard this song like <laughs> very cool i love when that happens yeah that kismet shit anyway so that is a or I, when you can like sh- like show someone an album and they actually really like yeah connect to it yeah because like, we're always suggesting things yeah. to other people <laughs> And it's like... Like wanting them to validate. You're like, I right. think this is good. Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> like this um, album, How Sad, How Lovely by Connie Converse. Um, have you listened to it? I fucking love that record it's so much. It's so beautiful. Dude, her, her story is crazy. Her story is crazy. Absolutely she, insane. I love... I Like that's kind of in my vein where you just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she disappeared, man. Yeah. Um, that record's amazing. I know, two, and such tall the mountains. perfect, yeah. Fucked up, <laughs> so good. In between two tall mountains, such a weird, like, yeah, the craziest, yeah, so crazy <laughs> melody. <laughs> I'm never lonely no. when I go there. <laughs> See that bird sitting on my windowsill, buzzing yeah. and whippoorwill. <laughs> I love that album. Such a such a strange. Like she, she's kind of like exists like out of time, you know? Yeah. Because those songs sound like they're from the '40s, but they're from like the '60s or the '70s or something, right? Yeah. And her name, I thought she was like some. It punk. sounds like Frankie Cosmos. Yeah, I thought she was some <laughs> punk girl or something. Yeah. <laughs> but like the secret member of Sleater Kinney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but she's this late 60s ish yeah. singer that sounds like she's from the 30s <laughs> you know yeah so strange who else um i'm always leaving people out whatever that's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> like i don't want to do the thing where i look through my phone because like yeah. those are the those are the big ones that have really affected me i think yeah hell yeah so music is the thing hell yeah that's sick yeah there's this photographer who has a similar story to connie converse uh vivian meyer i don't know her um she was a nanny and had like a dual lens um medium format camera and would just kind of like travel around chicago taking the kids around and take these just beautiful portraits of strangers um kind of like gary winograd um winograd i think winograd um and so i got into that kind of photography like documentary photography right so those are some other people that inspire me yeah um and also um vernacular photography like that that's like a fancy term for like the pictures you see in bins at flea markets Mm. that you can just like sift through they're like family portraits or people's like terrible prom photos or because they're great sources for stories and stuff yeah i didn't know that was a thing yes that's sick <laughs> where's your heart at uh with romance these days mm. can i ask that yeah um i think i'm still bitter over like the last person i was seeing mm. 
and I feel like things just like will happen when they're meant to happen and people come into your life for a reason. Yeah. I still haven't figured out what this person's reason was and that's really <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and that was like seven months ago, mm-hmm. six months ago. So I, what, what something, something, old habits die hard but like old like quick hmm, quick infatuation dies hard like right i get i can love someone really easily but sometimes it comes off really intense and then Mm. it takes me a long time to get over right the idea of them i had yeah it all swells up. And yeah. Yeah. And then you remind yourself, like, they were mean to you. Like, <laughs> this person yeah. was fucking a dick to you. <laughs> Not in general, just to you. Yeah. I have a lot of those. I have, like, a couple of things where they were, like, very hot and heavy, like, things that hot sw- and heavy <laughs> knees weak arms are heavy there's yeah. makeup on the sweater already <laughs> they were spaghetti <laughs> but <laughs> um but where i i'm very attached to the sort of like how intense immediately the feeling was you know um and so i'm trying to tell myself more and more these days that like trying to put more context on that and also be like oh maybe that also like doesn't have to happen like maybe that's Maybe there was like a binge quality to that that yeah. isn't necessarily great. <laughs> but I definitely like... New relationships do feel like binges. They're like... Yeah. You have access to this new yeah. series. New thing, yeah. And <laughs> you just kind of need to like see them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and like figure them out. Yeah. I think it's been a while since I've like in that context with somebody where you're really trying to figure each other out and you're like yeah oh my god yeah when am i gonna see you again <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> are you usually the one that needs space or are you usually you use oh my god you usually the one that um like just wants to see them all the time i'm usually the one who needs space, which is so weird because I think of myself as a very desperate, needy person emotionally, you know? So You're that. super calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I'm the type of person that's like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to maybe go get breakfast. Yeah. By myself real quick, <laughs> you know? Where if I'm with somebody for like a couple of, for like a day, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, exhausting. Some, yeah, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> like i in in theory yes exhausting but am i the one that like overcrowds yes you are the one that's like i i think i'm the one that overcrowds when the other person wants space but if we're both just like feeling what we're feeling in the moment that i'm like yeah we can i'm i'm not gonna like it's not gonna threaten this relationship if i take some time to myself right but sometimes it feels like you're gonna forget about me and i gotta i gotta be a constant right presence which yeah. is which makes you feel crazy i'm here i'm here yeah yeah i feel like in the short term i don't like space but in the long term i'm very like 
so we're we're doing this right you know? yeah yeah you need yeah. the are you usually the person breaking up with people or being broken up with oh being broken up with yeah Hundred percent. That's interesting because you, like you were saying earlier about like friendships. <laughs> Maybe so it's like my way to like get back at <laughs> all the people who have like broken things off. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Like in this day and age, it's it can be so casual for so long that it feels like a breakup, but it never was a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, there's so many things that can happen you know like sometimes it's a couple months with somebody and it never really gets off the ground but it was like extremely significant yeah and and sometimes it's not (laughs) and sometimes it's extremely brief and extremely significant you know and you're like what that was a weekend (laughs) you know very crazy yeah i don't know about love (laughs) (laughs) Eh. (laughs) (laughs) love is out casual hookups are in yeah no (laughs) i'm all about platonic um hangs yeah heck yeah am i (laughs) i think i assign a lot of feelings to like things that don't necessarily need to be that way one of my favorite instagram stories of yours it was uh you're in the back of a car or something and like, <laughs> what do you know about loneliness system of a down <laughs> <laughs> i was so pissed off <laughs> i think about that like a lot <laughs> does is loneliness something that comes up for you a lot like in a, on a kind of a day-to-day basis like how does loneliness fit in your life? Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I, it's so interesting. <laughs> Funny you ask. Um, yeah, like it's really easy to feel lonely when you're surrounded by a lot of people that love you. Like it's yes. <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. Sometimes you just like oh yeah. F- you feel alone in everything you're feeling, even though right. it's been felt before. Yeah. Um, so, but the interesting thing is the way I cope with loneliness is I cancel plans. I do everything that (laughs) I like cancel everything that would help me get out of that loneliness. So if my friends are listening, if I like ask to hang out at like 3am, that's like a big move right like that's it took me probably like seven hours to like (laughs) muster the courage to like ask to hang out yeah because i I usually don't make that effort and it comes across like i don't want to be or be like friends with someone right but i genuinely like sometimes just find it really hard to yeah get out totally what was the question loneliness ah um, I feel that too it, because it's like when I'm where I'm like consumed by loneliness or depression or something like that like I, I get so embarrassed that I need people <laughs> it's so embarrassing to, to reach out you know I know <laughs> I'm so proud of some of my friends who like reach out and ask I don't know there's something really nice about when a friend asks like 
I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm going through something. Could you be that support system for me or be part of that support system for me? And sometimes you have to be honest and like say, I'm going through something too yeah. and we can be there for each other, but I can't necessarily be that rock yeah. for you. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. No, that I feel like Dory true. right now. Like I Dory. Yeah. Who's she like Dory? can't Dory from Nemo finding Nemo. She like can't remember past <laughs> like two seconds. And I feel okay. like I go on these rants and then I don't, I don't remember the reason. That's what podcasts are all about. it's like a rabbit hole yeah just rabbit holes and rabbit holes yeah my therapist said something the other day um that has been ringing very true he was talking about alcoholism um because he's a recovering alcoholic but it works for depression too and he was saying that like depression is the disease that convinces you that isolation is the cure Mm -hmm. and i was like (laughs) (laughs) now you just sounded like a fish from finding nemo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i don't know which Crash. character yeah <laughs> i love that movie um some good shit man when did that movie come out um when i think i just looked this up actually no i looked up the incredibles two classics in my family yeah um oh two what oh three yeah right that yeah right i had one of those um little screen monitors with a dvd player in it yeah and finding nemo got stuck in there it was so sad because i had like played it so much and i would like carry it with me and it would just get stuck oh fuck did it break inside there or it was just the only thing that could be in there i don't even know what i'm talking about who fucking knows man (laughs) yes and (laughs) (laughs) so what's up for the rest of your day um great question that's what my mom asks every day yeah. when I see her. Are you close to your mom? Um, yes, very close with my mom. But right now, with empty days, it's like, what? Um, what do you have planned for today, mom? Stop interrogating me! <laughs> <laughs> like, like everything is. Like, yeah. Does that emptiness like excite you or stress you out? Um, it stresses me out yeah. so much. Me too. <laughs> Part of me feels like some of it is healthy to be like. But this goes back to the list thing. Like, yeah. write some shit on it. Write some big things, like one big thing, one medium thing, right. and then all the tiny things that like. Showering is super hard, but of course there are harder things. Physically, but, like, no one will tell me how to do it. <laughs> I cannot get the water. On. I can't figure it out. <laughs> how to make? There's no YouTube tutorials. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I wonder if there are. How to shower? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's too embarrassed to ask. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I shower. I know how to do it. I do it all the time. Like, it is. Everyone has their own way to do it, too. That's true. Yeah. Do you, you don't have to brush your hair, I guess. No, I used to blow dry my hair, actually. <laughs> I used to Same. blow dry my hair all the time. Like was every, it long? It was a little longer, um, maybe like four years ago. I had like a bushier. There might be a photograph on that wall. Yeah, like you see that one with Carter above the blue picture of Jack? Oh, yeah. That's blow dried hair. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was just a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, it was just too hard to fight for it to look sometimes not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I look like Jimmy Neutron. A little bit. I had a Jimmy Neutron thing going on. 
Not a bad thing. No. Great not at thing. All. Brain blast, bro. Brain blast. <laughs> Evil pizza. Do you remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Me. I don't even need it. <laughs> um, I'm sweating a lot. Me too, man. Thanks for being on my podcast, Bella. Where can people find your things? Um, they can find them on any place they find the music. Bella Porter. Bella Porter. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much. Stay dry. We didn't have to use the safe word. The oh, I've been biting it the whole time. <laughs> I've been biting my lip so this whole time. <laughs> no. Was it as anxious as you thought it would be? Um, it's all suppressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm clenching my fist <laughs> right, right. and biting my lip, but I think this is really enjoyable. I think we crushed it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Mating call of a vulture 